This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Being in politics is certainly a challenging job these days with the back and forth between the Republican and Democratic parties. Certainly some of the things that we've seen on Capitol Hill continue to give Americans a concern about our leaders. Some of that does filter down to the local level as well. But as our next guest says, the job of being the mayor of a city is the best thing going. That guest is Michael Nutter, former mayor of the city of Philadelphia. Mayor Nutter spent eight years in office from 2008 to 2016. He's also a graduate of the University of Pennsylvania and currently an executive fellow at the School of Social Policy and Practice here at Penn. He's also a professor of professional practice in urban and public affairs at Columbia. Mayor Nutter, nice meeting you. Thank you for coming in. Dan, good seeing you. Thanks for having me. So why is it the best job in politics? (laughs) Well, um, there are a lot of reasons. Uh, You can get things done. You can make things happen. Um, The day-to-day activities, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, making sure that uh, folks' trash gets picked up, there's water. uh, When you turn the faucet on, uh, a professional police officer or firefighter shows up. If you're in distress and you call 911, you can help create an environment for jobs and economic vitality, Uh, look after our school children, uh, whether it's K to 12 or even encouraging uh, those to go on maybe to the Wharton School or, you know, some post-secondary educational opportunity. So, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, It's a serious job. It's a real job. Uh, You're dealing with real people who have real challenges, but it's very rewarding. Uh, And that's, uh, that's why I say it's the best job in politics. I I would think like many things in life, there are times where you do have to have the thick skin because, because, uh, (laughs) because of the back and forth that, that you have politically, but also as you alluded to, from from the citizens of a city as well. Sure. I mean, you know, uh, whether it's Philadelphia or, you know, any of our great cities, uh, often it's a full-contact sport. So, you know, you just... Uh, you just <laughs> That's interesting you put it that way, yeah. You, you, can't, take it, uh, you can't take it personally, um, but people have a right to express themselves, and you have a responsibility as an elected official to at least pay attention and address the serious issues uh, that people raise. And, uh, you know, in many instances, people only know you from, you know, TV or listen to you on radio. or read something in print. They don't know necessarily what's really in your heart and soul, but they're crying out for something or they're upset about something. Yeah. Often in this job, you do things that upset people. What was it that made you get into politics and want to be in this in this realm in the first place? Well, as I uh, as I mentioned in the book, uh, you know, it all started in a nightclub. Um, so I was <laughs> here here at Penn uh, with uh, with my best friend from high school. We came came to Penn in uh, in '75, and uh, Robert Bynum is his name. He's gone on to become a, a great uh, restaurateur and uh, and club owner. But his father in '76. Uh, uh, opened a club in North Philadelphia, Discotech. Uh, the young people can, you know, you can Google that. Um, and uh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, you're right on. I'm old enough to know that. <laughs> and so uh, so we're, we started working there when we were uh, 19 years old uh, yeah. uh, that, uh, that summer of 76. And from there, uh, met a lot of people who were in politics or trying to get in politics or who were already elected officials. Uh, the uh, black community was increasingly uh, active uh, in uh, the political environment here in Philadelphia. And so, you know, as I say, one thing led to another. I met a lot of folks who were involved in politics. I then started talking to uh, some of those folks and uh, started working on a campaign, uh, uh, volunteering, and, um, you know, it went from there. What I find interesting, and it just, yeah, I've lived here most of my life, and 
when you think about the city of Philadelphia, and this is would be the same in Chicago, New York, Boston, whatever, that even though it is one city, you have sections of the city where the needs, concerns of the citizenry may be the same as another one, but there are situations where the needs are, are vastly different. Sure. And, and to be able to do uh, involved yeah. with that is a challenge. Well, it is, uh, certainly. And, you know, I, I certainly experienced that when I was uh, first a city council person yeah. uh, representing the 4th District. Uh, if folks know Philly, um, West Philadelphia, north of Market, so north of Penn. Uh, but... Uh, Neighborhoods like Winfield, Overbrook, Roxborough, Maniunk, East Falls, and yeah. a small part of North Philadelphia. So, you know, anywhere from four public housing developments to homes, uh, you know, more than a half million dollars. And so you're right. Uh, many of the issues and concerns of the residents of the same council district, if yeah. you will, uh, were vastly different uh, depending on the neighborhood. And so multiply that by 10 uh, when you look at the entire city. This is a great city. Diversity is our strength. Uh, but we have some challenges uh, along with uh, many of the positive things going on. I-, I mentioned to you before we went on the air that I would think one of the toughest things that a, that a mayor has to do, and I would think it would be the same for police commissioner, fire commissioner as well, that you know, you obviously have times where it's unbelievable to be involved with the sports teams in here or the yeah. community in here, but then you also have to deal with the situations where a fireman or a policeman loses his life in the yeah. line of duty. And I can't imagine what it's like to to be in a situation where you may not necessarily know the family, but have to bring forth the comfort and the and the the feeling of a city sure. for people that are there. They're putting their lives on the line every day. Every day, and um, you know, again, we had our share of those tragedies. Uh, I lost uh, eight police officers killed in the line of duty uh, during my time. Four firefighters. A uh, young guy uh, was killed in an explosion who was a PGW worker. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of our fleet management uh, personnel uh, was on a ladder. It failed, and, and he hit his head and, and died. And so th- these, th- these kinds of those tragedies, uh, those uh, incidents, um, they stick with you. Um, they, never, they never leave your soul. Uh, but in that moment, um, it's not about you. It really is about that family. It's about comfort. It's about support. Yeah. It's about encouraging, you know, the rest of the workforce. And to watch uh, very brave uh, men and women. You talk about our police officers and firefighters. But in those moments, you know, I've seen so many people, yeah. um, you know, just tears are rolling down. And, and certainly within me, you know, that same feeling. But your role in that moment yeah. is to provide as much comfort and support for that family and for that larger extended family uh, of officers. And um, there's no training for that. That, that has to be a call that you get from, I guess, your chief of staff or whoever it might be, that that's the one that you hate to get every it's, time. Absolutely. Um, you know, I know where I was uh, for every one of those, uh, every one of those incidents. And, yeah. uh, you know, unfortunately, we had a number of them, as, as I mentioned, and, you know, really just kind of developed a protocol yeah. uh, around that. But it is the worst call uh, to get. But, you know, I mean, look... Um, Citizens die in fires yep. as well. Yeah. Citizens are killed uh, by each other or possibly, depending on the situation, there could be an officer-involved shooting. So, I mean, I, I took all of those uh, very personally. Um, it's um, it's a roller coaster of emotion, you know, kind of job. Uh, you know, I could be, uh, I could have been, uh, you know, reading to second graders at eight thirty in the morning, and then have to go deliver, you know, remarks uh, maybe at uh, at someone's funeral yeah. uh, later on that day. Um, you know, cutting a ribbon, doing a groundbreaking. I mean, all kinds of things going on. From the business perspective, obviously, being the mayor of the city, you have to 
work with the business community on a variety of different levels. And we see it now more and more that it seems to be challenging for cities to be able to keep companies in a particular town. Right now, obviously, one of the big stories in the news is Amazon and whether sure. or not, you know, what city they are going to go to with the, this HQ2 and Philadelphia is one of them. How did you view that part of your job? Well, first and foremost, you also have to think about uh, Mayor as being a CEO. Uh, and so we're here at Wharton. I'd have a conversation with business executives that, you know, this is a very large uh, public service, uh, customer service company. Uh, $7.8, $7.9 billion in revenue, 28,000 uh, employees, a million and a half shareholders. Yeah. We have a variety of lines of business. We have a public safety line. We have a, you know, fun and entertainment with parks and recreation. We've got a business development with the Commerce Department. And our job uh, is to create an environment uh, where businesses can grow and flourish. If you put Philadelphia uh, as a company on the Fortune 500, you know, we'd be about the 360th largest company uh, in the United States of America. So there's a business case to be made uh, for how the city engages with the business community. What, what do business people want? They want um, uh, security. Uh, they want to know what the rules are. How do you play by those rules? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, that there's a relatively normal uh, environment. Uh, obviously, folks want to pay as least amount of taxes as possible, sure. have high-quality services. Well, that's the way you also run a business, high-quality service, low cost, and you expand uh, your market share. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, there'd be you know, maybe some controversies from time to time. The Amazon situation, obviously, I'm not uh, directly involved in that. And, you know, there are 20 cities to, to pick from, and who knows ultimately what they'll do. But I think the mayor's job is to make sure that you're actively promoting and marketing the city, that you can yeah. represent us, you know, to the to the city, to the region, to the state, to the country and the world as a place where uh, we have high-quality talent, Obviously, great colleges and universities, yeah. tons of really smart young people, uh, and an environment that is stable uh, where you could feel comfortable placing your business. Do you th in your time in office, the eight years, I was just thinking about it, uh, Comcast was obviously one of the companies here that uh, did great growth and still is doing great Continues growth here. Grow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. We've got an another tower getting ready to, be, to be completed. Uh, beautiful. But, but the growth of, uh, of the city in terms of the, the, the outlay of the business community, but in conjunction with the citizenry as well. It, it, it's a unique dynamic in the mm -hmm. fact of you want the best for the business, but you also want to make sure that the that the community is benefiting from it as well. Absolutely. There's always a balance uh, in that. Uh, you want great growth uh, by companies. You want them certainly to bring uh, more people here. That helps with population growth. But your job, again, as mayor, is primarily focused on your citizenry and how are they doing? Uh, are there job opportunities for people who you know live here, have made this city the great place uh, that it is? How yeah. are we doing on workforce development and, and skills building? Um, you know, there is still, and it was during my time, uh, a pretty big gap uh, between the jobs that are currently available. Yeah. There are a bunch of jobs that are available right now. Yeah. And unfortunately, many people who do want to work don't have the skills uh, to take those particular jobs. And so uh, we have to constantly focus on skills uh, building and development and making sure that we're matching people up with jobs for the future, not jobs that are going away. Which also means that you have to have a direct uh, view on education in the city of Philadelphia uh, with the school system, building that up as much as you can. The school system here in Philadelphia has had a back and forth. It's going through more changes right now. Yeah. That that ends up being a, an important component as yeah. well. Yeah, you know, schools, um, you know, whether... Um, 
whether by law or not, the mayor is directly or indirectly in charge of education. I always took the position, these are my children, this is our city. And the true uh, aspect of growing and developing a great town, in addition to making sure that people are safe, is that young people and adults are getting a high-quality education. That means stable funding stream, um, high-quality and supported teachers in a classroom, an administration that is focused on the the development of uh, the whole child, uh, if you will, Uh, and then matching that uh, system up with the great colleges, universities, technical schools that we have in the area and that young people realize getting a high school diploma, important, but not enough. So then how did you view, and for here in Philadelphia, and I know it's the case in other cities, uh, the the balance of dealing with the, the public education system, but also the charter system here in Philadelphia, which obviously in your time saw quite a significant growth? Yeah. Well, first, uh, you know, part of this is about mindset and, and, and language. And so I always started with the premise, charter schools are public schools. Okay. They used to have, um, many years ago, actually a separate funding stream, which, you know, a previous uh, governor administration, Governor Corbett, uh, cut that uh, funding. Uh, at the same time, I was in the position of having to raise people's taxes uh, to, uh, to support uh, those efforts. Um, charter schools provide an alt- a, a, uh, a different um, educational opportunity uh, for parents and their children yeah. uh, to, in my view, stay in the city of Philadelphia, and parents should have as many high-quality options uh, as possible. We have a great uh, district-managed system. We have a charter school system. We have private schools, religious schools. Philadelphia is big enough to accommodate all of them, and I think that contributes uh, to the diversity of our population as well as um, the um, educational opportunities for kids. Did you see, when you were a mayor, did you see the push, which we've talked about on this show, the push by millennials coming into the city? And, And there are certain neighborhoods in here in Philadelphia, which saw unbelievable growth, both yeah. numbers of people, but also the value of property in the city as well. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, when you go back and look at the stats, that growth started somewhere in the you know 2006, 2007 yeah. timeframe, and then really uh, kind of took off. And so, again, many of our policies uh, were geared toward uh, encouraging more and more of that growth. Uh, we tried to make Philadelphia a more immigrant-friendly city. Uh, our focus on sustainability, bike share, bike lanes, uh, uh greening uh, Philadelphia, uh, making Philly more fun, uh, and uh, raising our profile nationally and internationally, all was part of a larger plan Mm. uh, to attract and keep uh, the millennial population. And what we saw, at least during my time, uh, was the largest percentage increase in millennial population growth of any major city in the United States of America took place in Philadelphia. How did you deal with the recession? Because thinking about timing-wise, you were coming into office as mayor of Philadelphia, yeah. and you were in city council prior, right as the recession was really at, at its height. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I tell the story that, uh, you know, I got elected in uh, November of 2007, sworn in in January of 2008. Uh, no one mentioned, because <laughs> we didn't know, but no yeah. one mentioned that the Great Recession had started in December of 2007 and wasn't, uh, you know, full-blown until the uh, the fall of 2008. Well, you know, uh, you know... You asked the question, how did I deal with the recession? Well, the recession kind of dealt with us. Right, yeah, uh, you know, exactly. Uh, nationally and internationally. But uh, our focus was uh, we had to maintain core services uh, for the city, uh, that we were not going to have massive uh, layoffs, uh, that we were going to get through it uh, by you know really shrinking uh, the size of government to some extent and then mm-hmm. be ready uh, for the recovery whenever that was going to take place. And that was a what we called a shared sacrifice. We um, 
cut services and raise taxes. You know, not uh, not a political strategy. I encourage uh, others to uh, to pursue. But I mean, you do what you have to do, right. and I think ultimately uh, made the city stronger and ready. We were one of the few cities in the United States coming out of the recession to actually get a bond rating upgrade. Right. Uh, Philadelphia has an A rating from all three rating agencies, first time since the 70s. Uh, waste tax at a 30-year low, uh, and a boom of economic development uh, started during the course of my second term as we were getting into the recovery. So, I mean, with the fact that you were relatively new out of the job of mayor, <laughs> year and a half or so, yeah. um, what is it then you see the path for Philadelphia right now? Because obviously we're in an economic time where the markets continue to to, to rise they have over the last year or so. It feels like it's better. We're starting to see a little bit of wage growth. Yeah. It feels like a, a lot of the cities are starting to see a benefit. Yeah, I mean, I think some of this, and again, for cities, um, you know, I mean, the, the country's, you know, wild, uh, uh, you know, use the roller coaster of the last uh, day or so with yep. the Dow and S&P and everything. You know, in the meantime, cities... I mean, there's still just some fundamentals that you, I mean, you know, market up, market down, trash is going to get picked up today. Sure, yeah. uh, you know, somebody's going to get a permit to, you know, uh, start their business or build a building or something like that. So I think part of this is at the city level, it's always about uh, the day-to-day activities of just running uh, the town. Uh, the markets, mayors can't do anything about, about the market anyway. So, yeah. you know, you just kind of roll with those uh, punches. I think it's still really about... How do you present yourself uh, to the state, to the country, and, and the world? Um, you know, are we uh, lowering crime, increasing educational opportunity, marketing the city uh, in a way that folks say, hey, that's a place where I want to be? Yeah, but that means that you also have to have a great staff below you. And in terms of, uh, of not only having people that can get their jobs done, but the trust that you have to have in them yeah. to make sure that they don't uh, that they do get their jobs done, and so that you don't have those stories in the news that pop up of somebody didn't do their job or yeah. somebody's living outside the city when they should be. Those type of stories, all of that, and and more. And you know, look, you can't. Uh you know, you can't manage and and monitor every possible person sure, yeah. in the government. But yeah. I think part of the key there is hire the uh, the, the best, uh, the most qualified people that you can. Make sure that they understand what team means. Uh, and again, you know, from sports, we see this all the time that, you know, there'll be some superstar person. They come uh, tremendously good at their job, but also really disruptive uh, yeah. to the entire organization. Yeah. And what I tried to do uh, in picking uh, the folks to be in the administration and the top jobs is not only think about their skill set, but also their ability uh, to work in conjunction with other people. That mm-hmm. being a part of a team really does matter. And I was fortunate, um, and, and at least during my time, I think we had some of the best public servants, uh, top to bottom, of any administration in modern times. There's no way in the world, the mayor, I don't care who you are, uh, you're not getting all this work done uh, yeah. by yourself. You get a lot of accolades, you get a lot of complaints, whatever the case may be. Um, that goes with the job. But the real day-to-day work, is the people. And so um, folks ask me all the time, you know, do you miss being mayor? Um, you know, I loved it during my time, uh, but you, you fall in love with the with with, with the work, uh, not the job. Uh, okay. What I miss the most is actually the people that I used to work with. Right. Uh, I knew my time was, you know, I mean, it, it has a limit. So, you know, you have to go. Um, but, you know, staying in touch with them and talking with them and seeing what's going on with their careers uh, is uh, is really what I miss the most. So is your, your quote unquote political career mayor, whatever it might be, is that on the shelf? Yeah, I, I won't be running for office. Uh, I think, you know, at 
60 now. Um, yeah, I still think I'm relatively young, although my daughter tells me I'm old. Um, <laughs> my kids do as well. Yeah, so it's, yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's just part common, of the, yeah. it's just part of the, the, the kid <laughs> thing. Um, you know, I, I think my role now is to help other candidates. Um, there there sh- really is time for a generational shift yeah. uh, in the city, uh, in the state, and in the United States of America, that the 20, 30, 40-somethings really should be running for office now. And if I can provide some um, you know, insight, advice, support, um, you know, different candidates who are not necessarily, you know, up through uh, the regular ranks or the establishment. I, I think we need, you know, a pretty significant wholesale change. That's what the public wants. Uh, that's, I think, how po- partially we ended up in the situation we did in uh, in Washington, D.C. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm really more advisor supporter. Uh, but uh, because I've had the best job, uh, there's no other job I'm interested in. Michael Nutter is the mayor, former mayor of Philadelphia. His book is Mayor, the Best Job in Politics. You're listening to Knowledge of Wharton here on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. That being said, as a Philadelphian and as somebody that lived in the Philadelphia area, it's not a bad piece to the job to be able to see a sports team win a championship and yeah. have a parade down Broad Street or have the Pope come yeah. to your city. So so take us inside that part of it yeah. as well, because, I mean, the day-to-day stuff is the grind. Yeah. This is kind of the, the cherry on top uh, of the it, pie. It, it just doesn't get any better. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I talk about in the book the um, uh, Phillies and, I, you know, had already – had a relationship with the Phillies for for a long time, but you know they uh, gave me the opportunity to throw out the first pitch yeah. on opening day in uh, March of 2008. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, that sounds so exciting, and you want to do it. And as it's getting closer, I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm really nervous about. Yeah, this. absolutely. You yeah. know, 60 feet six inches. You know, looks easy on TV. Yep. It's not right. Yep. So, yep. so, uh, so I make arrangements to go down uh, to uh, to Citizens and. Uh, uh, throw the ball around a little bit, and it, it's it's a pretty decent distance. You know, it's the same kind of story as President Bush before the World Series in two thousand one, getting yeah. the comments from Derek Jeter: right. "Don't bounce it, or else don't they're going to be, or they're going to boo you." Right? So you know. You don't want to bounce it. You don't want it, you know, way over the catcher's head or yeah. way wild or, you know, anything. And uh, so, you know, I went to Catholic school, and that'll play into this in a second. So I'm all practiced up. I'm ready to go. I'm feeling confident. I've got it. I know what to do. The mound is a little elevated, so I actually have to throw down a yeah. little bit. But, you know, all of those technicals. One big mistake. I tucked my jersey in. You know, I it's wasn't really going to bring that up to you, but I, but I do remember that, and and that did get a lot of attention in absolutely, Philadelphia. Yes. Absolutely, and, and so everyone missed the fact I threw a strike. Yeah, right? I, yeah. it was right down the middle. Yeah. Um. So you know, don't do that again. Always keep your jersey out. But you've uh, got about two minutes left. So yeah. the, the process of having the Pope come to Philadelphia, yeah. you and actually a, a group of people within went the over. city government went to Rome. Yeah. To go talk to uh, to the Pope first. Sure. Um. There were there were two visits. Uh, one was the encouragement visit, and the second was, you know, okay, you're coming, so now it's the details. Right. And um, one great story out of that was we're sitting with the, there's a gentleman, and you always see him with uh, with Pope Francis, and uh, we're going through some of the details of security, and he's telling us Pope Francis doesn't really like, you know, have a lot of security around, all that. And, and we said, well, you know, how do you, how do you protect the Pope? And he said, well, you know, God will protect him. And I was sitting next to the guy, and I said, "That's really not our strategy. Okay, right, we, right. we need a little more than that." So, right. But uh, having him here, the joy and the, and the love uh, from that experience. So, Phillies win a World Series in my first year. Welcome Pope Francis to Philadelphia. My last year. Yeah. 
whole lot of other stuff happened in between, but it was fantastic. You got about a minute left. Yeah. Do you think citizens in general feel good about the leadership that they have in their particular city or state or federal at this point? Um, well, I can certainly speak to I mean, I think folks are, are fine here, uh, feel good about what's happening uh, in Philadelphia. There's a tremendous amount of distress, though, at the national level. I mean, this is, I mean, every half hour, every half day, uh, every other day, there's something seemingly, you know, weird, unusual, bizarre, or just yeah. upsetting. And I, I think this will be a bellwether year, uh, 2018. Folks have to figure out, A, you have to go to the polls uh, and actually vote and pay attention to what's going on. And we're seeing the result of what happens uh, yeah. in elections. You enjoy teaching? I'm loving it. Great having you here. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Uh, Michael Nutter, former mayor of Philadelphia. Uh, the book is Mayor, the Best Job in Politics. It's available in bookstores and online for your purchase now. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.